Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Dwayne. How are you? Good. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that stuff. Um, listen, yeah. this is our this is our hundred and hundred and fifty fifth podcast, ending the year uh, strong. I know it's crazy, right? I mean, I can't believe that we've done so many already. That's that's incredible, though. I mean, if nothing, we're more, we're consistent. Right. Exactly. Else. Right. Right. Or, or we don't know when to quit. Right. That's right. So I got these little uh, little icons I can throw on the screen here. Oh, cool. We figured something out new to put on there. Well, it's just for the holiday, you know. So. Oh, there great. We, go. we got a little snow. We got a little snow. Oh, there. that's cool. Oh, very good. I'm looking at it on Facebook. It doesn't show up on my video over here, but it shows up on my other monitor with the. It looks like I have houses in my mouth though, so I have to I have to zoom out on my camera. So I Here, get how's that? less. <laughs> uh, let me just get to my camera and see why it's. Uh, I got to learn how to do this, um, but uh, cool, dude. That's amazing. So now we have holidays. It's almost like. Um, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I can take one. it off. It'll it'll get annoying. No, I li- I like it, but yeah, it's got snow coming down and everything. It's amazing, amazing what what we could do with our um, technology today. It is, and I'll tell you what, for me, this is an exciting time of year. I mean, not just because I'm a Christian, but the fact that, um, my gosh, uh, the everything that you've worked for all year is coming to a, a close, and you get to uh, relax and be with your family and take some time off and uh, and then move into the next year, uh, hopefully stronger uh, than you did uh, the year prior, but move into the next year, right? Right. Well, not for everybody, though, that we do get to take time off. Definitely, I'm sure almost every school is going to close New Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I'd say almost everyone, but I still have friends that they open up on Christmas Eve. They open up on New Year's Day. You know, they're, they're always, they're obsessed with being open, and which I understand. When I, when I was young and I taught every day, I loved being at the dojo and I wanted my students to be there. Um, but then I also realized, too, that people had other interests, you know, on, on holidays especially. And um, I started giving them a break. And now you and I, we close down for the whole week before, uh, you know, from Christmas Eve to New Year's Day. And uh, not only is it good for you and I, because we don't have to worry about employees and students being there and all the things that go along with running a school, even if you and I were to take off, but our staff gets to recharge. They get to take some downtime. They get some time to, you know, set their goals and, and you know, get ready for the new year and, and come back motivated, I, we hope, come back even more well, motivated. I- and honestly, I think our students do too, and our parents. They get a break from right. having to rush around and all. The, they have right. so many other places and stuff that they're going that, you yeah. know, this is, uh, you know, martial arts class is one, I don't want to say one more thing, but it is. It's one more thing on their plate, you know, uh, like yeah. we talked about in previous prod, uh, podcasts, that the fact that, um, you know, this, this is uh, looked as, looked as, as an act. Activity, not right. Um, a, a way of life, and so they're happy to not have to go to that activity. Yeah, you know it's interesting. Yesterday, um, I don't know if you saw, I posted some pictures of my daughter and I, and um, and fourteen of my friends got together for our annual holiday breakfast. Fourteen martial arts school owners. We total nice. up the year. Yeah, we total up the years. By the way, they're all from Long Island. We're all within like one town of each other. Um, all interconnected. So all of us are connected within one town. We literally cover the whole entire Long Island. Um, and uh, some of the most talented and, and successful school owners that are out there, 
And um, we just get together. We're all friends. We have breakfast. One of my buddies bought Santa hats. We all took a picture with a Santa hat. And uh, we got to spend time together. And, you know, we said the same thing. It's interesting at how, you know, it's, you know, we get to shut down. We get to relax. And, you know, uh, and then the families, you're right. That's important that they get to just take a break. That's important for us to kind of almost force it upon them in a way, right, by shutting down. Or else they'll, they'll feel guilty and they'll come and they'll venture their way out in a storm if we're open. And, you know, yeah, so yeah, we have to be responsible, responsible owners too, right? Yep, exactly. And, you know, I... I, I'm also excited about this call, to be honest with you, because, uh, you know, when I first uh, started learning about statistics, I didn't think that they were necessary. Right. Um, I didn't understand that they really were uh, the DNA of yeah. my school. They were yeah. uh, the, the, the exact lifeblood of my school, and not knowing and understanding them uh, would – uh, allow me to really uh, destroy myself, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And so my my hope in this call today is, one, hey, I want to encourage you to take some time off, right? Allie and I want to encourage you to take some time off, be with your fr- friends, families, uh, whatever, um, and and uh, reflect on this year. But uh, also do me a favor, get out like a, a pen and a piece of paper and, and – uh, Take some notes because if, if any of these stats you're not doing, these are four key stats that you have to be doing in order to grow your school next year. And what does right. that mean? That means that uh, you, you, you probably didn't grow your school like you wanted to this year, and these four stats are going to allow you to be able to, to do that. I'm not going to uh, spend a lot of time. Uh, I don't think we need to do a, an hour call today. I think right. that we can make this pretty concise. Um, yeah. And then we we can get back to our lives uh, and mm-hmm. and get get ready to move forward with uh, our vacation. You know, I, I know that uh, you know we're open today. We're open uh, Friday. Uh, we've got our board breaking seminar like we do the very last Friday of every um, uh, of every year. We've got uh, I think we have fifty people signed up. Uh, that's all. Wow. Amount, amount, that's that's all I let in is fifty. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. it's not closed yet, hopefully it'll be you know filled up. But um, uh, but yeah, and so we'll do that. We'll do the uh, the board breaking night. It's a two hour event, and we um, we uh, 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 Facebook live it so that they can uh, uh, have video if they want to go back on our uh, on you know on our actual Facebook page. And then I also right. go through and I I take pictures of every single break. I would love to say that I get every single break, but I don't. Uh, but I would say I get ninety seven percent of them, ninety eight percent of them. And uh, then uh, we put those on our um, on our Facebook page, and anybody can download them. So they all have access to uh, to those photos too, which is kind of nice. That's great. That's really good. I mean, yeah, we we just did our holiday party, which we had over a hundred something people there. That was great. Yeah, Santa I saw made, that on Facebook. Yeah, Santa made a visit. I got to upload the photos. I I actually changed my page, my main page, to a ma- business page, business manager page. And somehow I disconnected it from my actual Facebook page. So now I have to go to business manager to upload stuff. It's what a pain in the neck it is. So I'm trying to figure out a way how to change that back. But uh, I, I normally take the photos and I put a little Christmas tree with our logo on each one. And I upload them all into a photo album so the parents could download them. Some really nice shots. And, you know, we had a good time. Our demo team performed. We had raffles to raise money for our demo team. And everyone had food. It was just a good, good day, you know. And those those are the things at the end of the year where you look at it and go like, ah, oh, this is, you know, this is awesome. 
You know, uh, you know, things, it, it's, it, it really just kind of brings back to light why you're doing what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about stats. Let's get them done and we'll go over them real quick. Okay. All right. So, uh, again, let me just preface this uh, and say that, the, you know, the, I, I don't know how to make these sound sexy except for the fact that your school is only going to grow uh, with the knowledge that you have based upon it. And these are four solid stats that every single school owner has to know and have. Um, right. I, I, we don't necessarily have time to uh, go over the hows. So what do I mean mm-hmm. the hows? Um, we're going to go over the what's and the whys, but the hows you're going to have to figure out on your own. What do I mean by wow or how? Wow. What how? I mean by how is, uh, you know, how are you going to get this done? What is the, uh, what, what is the uh, mechanism that you're going to do, you know, every single day to make sure that these are getting tracked? That's yeah. something that's going to be personal to you. So first one is well, well can, I, can I, I, before, you, before you jump in, let me add in, you had said about the DNA. We talked about the genetic makeup well, yeah. of our school. The daily necessary activities, that's a, that's a sheet that we share with our members on our program um, so, they, so they don't miss a single thing every single month. And they have a checklist and a, and a whole breakdown of it. So it, it is something that we developed, and you've helped me, and I've done it over the years. And um, it's made, a, a made my life simple. It's almost like, hey, how do I run my martial arts school? Well, here it is. It, step by step, system by system, activity by activity, by the week, by the day, by the month. So at the end of the month, you've checked every box, you know, and done every task that I believe is needed to run a successful school. So, so anyway, some of these stats that you and I are going to share, they're spelled out in this program for them if they, if they get the download. But anyway, so let's talk. So you go, you start. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, I don't know if you want to um, look up that link that I sent you in Skype before. Uh, that, okay. uh, that bitly, that bitly link, um, yeah. because you brought up about the program. So if people are interested in, in knowing what it is, they can go to that bitly link. Um, yes. I just don't remember what it was. I'll look it up what while it we talk. You, you could start, I'll find it while you, yeah, I have it right here and I'll, um, you want me to send it to you on Skype or. No, just put, put it, it into, uh, yeah, put it on Facebook and, and, uh, um, I will, you know, I just I can, hit it in I there. Put it on the, okay. And I can yeah, put I it on put the screen too. All right, because if anybody's interested, then they can, you know, go there and get more. What, what were we doing? That. We were doing like one month for, what was it? A, a well, buck? it's a $1 trial. It's a 14-day $1 trial is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, then after that, depending on what they want. But uh, if you go to bit.ly, it, uh, it's B-I-T dot L-Y, and then you have the uh, – uh, backslash NL for like next level NL the number one and then the word dollar trial uh, you right. get access to the one dollar trial um, right anyway so let's get into the stats first one is you yeah. the uh, lifetime the lifetime value of a student now this number uh, lifetime value of a student this number is going to tell you the exact dollar amount uh, of how much you know basically you stand to make uh, every time that you enroll a new student and of course you know the bigger the number the better that is for you so Here's how you calculate uh, the lifetime value of a student. You, you, you take the gross income and you divide it by the number of enrollments in that period. So let me say that again. You take the gross income, the big number, right, before you pay everything, the gross income, and you divide it by the number of enrollments that are in that period. And like with any statistic, uh, the longer the period that, that you look at, the more accurate the, the reading actually becomes. So, right. Um, 
what I would encourage you guys to do is to go back and take a look at the, um, you know, the last two years of, of gross income. So let's say, you know, hypothetically here, let's say that the last two years of uh, uh, your school has grossed uh, $500,000. So in one year, let's say it was 20, you know, uh, 250, the next year was 250. So altogether, within a 24-month uh, uh, period, your gross income uh, is $500,000. Now let's say during that time, that you signed up or you enrolled 175 new students. So here's how you find the lifetime value of a student. You take uh, the 500,000 and you divide that by the 75, and that will tell you the lifetime value of your student. And, and, and so what that number is is uh, uh, $2,857. Right. So the one thing that this number will tell you is what you can afford to acquire and uh, what you can afford to uh, 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 pay to acquire a new student, and we'll come back to that uh, in a little bit. But um, knowing that number, and now let me just say this, numbers mean nothing. Like that number, you don't know, like I don't know if that number is good or bad. And the reason I don't know if that number is good or bad is because I don't have a, uh, a num another um uh, lifetime value of a student number from you from the year before, meaning that you took the other two years. And so maybe the year before your lifetime value of a student was, you know, $3,100 rather than $2,800. So that means that right. you've actually lost, uh, you know, uh, $300 uh, in lifetime value. So the, I just want to state that, that the numbers themselves um, mean nothing until you have a, a, a trend. Um, right, but you first have to you first have to know the numbers first before you can start to get into the trend. So again, lifetime value of a student. How you figure that out? You take um, you know the uh, exact dollar amount, the gross that you've made uh, in in a in a in a period of time, and you divide it by the amount of students that you signed up in that period of time. I I, I like to do a two year period of time. That's what I shoot for. Um, and now that I've kept stats for many, many years, doing a two-year period of time is totally easy uh, for me to do. And so that right. is the lifetime value of a student. Anything you want to say about lifetime well, value of a student before I, I go to the next I one? Would, I would like to say something but also ask you some questions for clarification. So the first thing I'd like to say, too, is, number one, um, it is important to keep track of these stats because uh, knowing that will allow you to mark it out and, and see the cap in which you would say like, oh, oh my God, it cost me, you know, what a student acquisition cost is $400. Well, we're going to get to that. Right. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah. So, um, so that's important. The second thing, though, do you include in those statistics, you may, some people may not, retail as far as total overall value of a student, or is it just tuition-based, or is it everything? So then, it's so then that would be growth. something – yeah, for the for the studio, and then it's uh, your gross for the year only based on the new students, not total gross for all old students as well. No, it's total gross that you grossed in that two year period. So if your school right. in total brought in uh, over that twenty four month period brought in five hundred thousand dollars, right? That's what. Yeah, so it's not you. It's not. Um, uh, but what, let's say what you started you started year one at at 100 students, and then you brought in over the two year period another 150 students. Now you're at 250 students total. Do you take your gross total and divide it out by your total number of students, or just the new people that came in during that year period of time? Just the new people that came in during that period of time. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and as long as you're doing that consistently, then your numbers are going to be consistent. That's the most important thing. When you, you know, now I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it a different way. This is the way that I do it. Um, but let's say you and I both have different ways. I can't right. do it your way last year and then do it my way right. this year. This and year. Because it changes be able to re- Yeah, because I can't read the numbers that way. So right. the, most, uh, the most important is, the, is uh, to be consistent with it. And what I found yeah. is doing the gross income is so much easier than trying to uh, work backwards and try to break everything right. down. That's just so much more work. Yeah, and it's great, too, even if it's just gross income divided out by 24 months to see your monthly gross income total, too, so that people mm-hmm. know average, right? Because, that, you know, I had just a call with one of my clients the other day, and, you know, they, they're, they're new at this, so they get very nervous. Oh, my God, I lost 10 students. I, I'm going out of business. That's, I'm, I'm going bankrupt. You know, and, um, and then we chatted a while, and, and I kind of talked them from the rooftop a little because, you know, if we watched our monthly fluctuation – and we freak out. Of course, be aware and be nervous because you, you want to see if there's any trends that are happening. You got a new instructor and he's scaring everyone away or you have a new policy and people don't like it. But on average, though, you're going to have these ebbs and flows, these ups and downs, but you want to look at the overall. So I've had, I've had some clients that have literally low, they've gone down in enrollment since I've coached them numbers wise as far as student count and doubled and tripled their income. Um, and, uh, you know, and people find that to be odd, but, you know, it all depends on, like you said, gross income, retail, upgrades, you know, other things that you're doing that bring your student value up. So super important. Right. So the lifetime, right. So the lifetime value of a student is actually higher. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. right. Cool. Very cool. Stat number two. Stat number two is cost per info call. All right. Cost per info okay. call is found basically by taking the total advertising costs in, in, um, any given period of time, and then dividing it um, by the info calls that you that you received in that time. All right. So right. let me say that again. Uh, the cost per info call is found by dividing, um, you know, the, the the total advertising costs in any mm-hmm. given period of time, and then dividing it up by the amount of info calls that you received in that time. So let's say, you know, let's look at one month, like a one month period, right? Let's say last month. Um, you spent $1,800. So in November, you spent $1,800 uh, in advertising. And mm-hmm. let's say that, that generated 24 info calls. So what we'll do is we just divide the 1800 by the 24, um, and that would uh, tell us that we paid $75 per info call. Now, is that good or bad? Again, we don't know, um, you know, if that's good or bad because we don't have a trend yet. When we When we – keep these things on a consistent basis, uh, then we'll be able to see whether that is good or whether that's bad. But I will tell you that, um, you know, cost, for in, uh, cost per info call is a very, very important stat. You know, one of the things that's yeah. going to tell you is it's going to tell you, um, you know, uh, where you're advertising, um, you know, where you should advertise and where you shouldn't advertise because right. um, you're going to know when those info calls are coming in because you're, you're asking them where they heard about you, you know, where your advertising is working, where your advertising isn't working. Right. The other thing is that your, uh, you know, program director or whoever is uh, answering the phones, you know, whatever it is, they need to understand how much each and every one of those calls are worth. Um, right. And, and, and so they're picking up the uh, golden – a receiver when they pick up that headset right. or that phone, 
in order to t- uh, talk to that person. So uh, cost per info call, again, a given period of time, you divide that by, um, you know, you divide that by the uh, um, sources of advertising and what was paid. Exactly. By the exactly. money. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so, right. so so I also have a I I'm sorry, continue and then I'll I'll add in. No, go ahead. I was going to say um you know, so we we call this the the cost to get the phone to ring, right? Cost of a call, right? And now um and again, to make it really simplified, you know, let's just pretend we have four sources of advertising. We do a penny saver ad, we do a AdWords on the on the thing uh, on on uh, the internet, and we I don't know we're paying someone to hand out rack cards and flyers, right? So we take those three or four costs, we total them up. Let's pretend it costs us four hundred dollars for the month. Um, we then say, oh, it, that generated you know ten calls. We divide ten by four hundred. We get forty dollars it costs to get the phone to ring. Now. Um, that could be good or bad depending on your source, right? And then it also could be good or bad based on whether they sign up, right? So there's that cost to get the well, phone don't, the ring. Yeah, don't get ahead of me. Through the door. <laughs> All right, yeah, cost through the door and then cost to sign up, right? So, But one mistake that people make is they don't realize actually how much marketing they're doing. So I'll point this one thing out. What I mean by that is they go, oh, I ran an ad in the paper and I got a bunch of business cards made or free passes, you know, so that cost me $100. I didn't really pay too much, but they don't realize like, Okay, their their website costs, their you know how much that costs, you know how much it costs to advertise their website. They printed up a flyers, they you know they went to a fair and they rented a booth and you know they paid an employee to sit there the whole day and all of these things total out your overall cost of marketing. You're right, so uh, you know COM cost of marketing, right? Where you know we have that you know acronym. So I think it's very very important for us to really look at everything we do to get the phone to ring and then total that in. Because sometimes I, I talk to my, a lot of my clients and I ask them, what are they doing? And they go, oh, I'm not really doing any marketing. And I go, how about your website? How about Google AdWords? How about Facebook? Mar-? Oh, yeah, I'm doing that. You know, they don't realize that they're actually paying money on a monthly basis to market. So I'll let, I'll let you jump into whatever else you're going to say. No, and you're right. And, and that, needs to, that needs to change because when, right. they're, when they are ignorant or unaware right. – or just totally oblivious, uh, right. that's when pitfalls can happen. Because yeah, what they're new, what that means is they're not understanding also the uh, cost percentages on on where they right. should be with regards to um, uh, you know advertising and 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 payroll and all those different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a whole the biggest. That, that, yeah, yeah, that's the biggest flaw for most schools that I coach. They're not watching their numbers enough, and they're really running their ship. They're, you know, they're out in the middle of the ocean, and they got the sails up, and they're not even steering the wheel towards a certain destination, and they're not checking where they're going. So quite often, they get to a point where, like, oh, my God, what is going on, right? And that's, that's scary to run your business like that, like a ship in the night. Yeah, or they're doing this, right? They're licking their finger, going, where's the wind coming? Yeah, okay, exactly. Let's turn this way. No, 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 look right. at the compass. You know, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's the truth. All right, cool. So those are two good, strong stats. Number three. Number three is cost per enrollment. Cost per enrollment. Now, this is calculated the same way, right? You take your advertising money for a certain period of time. So, again, we'll just plug in the $1,800, right, that we spent last month. You know, so hypothetically, again, last month you spent $1,800 on advertising. And let's Mm -hmm. say you signed up, let's say you signed up 13 people. So, you take the 1800 you divide it by the 13 and that's going to tell you that you're that uh, you got a cost of $138 per new student. So 
So every time you enroll a student, whatever that, you know, you wind up paying, um, you know, uh, you're going to pay at least, uh, you know, at least in this stat, $138 of that to acquire that new student. Now, let me go back and say this really quickly. Um, doing it over a one-month period of time is not good enough. Uh, again, you really want to get into uh, um, quarters and annuals, you know, by, by, I would say quarters. When you're first starting out, get your quarters, get your biannual, and then to get your annual um, yeah. uh, done. You know, and, and I'm going to keep going on cost per info, but or, I mean right. cost per, per, per enrollment. But I, I do want to go back and say, you know what, uh, even before you get in statistics, get into statistics, some of the, some of the problem really lies, right, with um, individuals is the fact that they don't even um, or they haven't even created a habit right. to do these things. They expect, you know, the, the big programs, the martial art programs that they bought, to uh, to do all of that for them, yeah, or, yeah, or, or or because it's on a computer, it's going to be easier and blah 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 right. blah. Um, you know, so that some people are just going to have to uh, tackle that first. You know, not even maybe even understanding all these, but really uh, developing the habit of actually you know doing them. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, if, 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 if we look at these three stats, right, the, the lifetime value of a student, the cost per uh, info call, and the cost per enrollment, I think you can figure out a lot of neat things once you get familiar with these stats. So, for example, uh, in the other example, you know, are the, um, you know, during that two period of time where we talked about that you, you, you grossed uh, $500,000 and, and um, you signed up 175 students, um, and, and that gave us, you know, a, a student value of, a, of, of $2,800. Now, in, in, in a typical month, you should spend, and, and here we're, we're going to give you a freebie here. We're going to give you percentages, at least this part. Yeah. You should spend about 10% of your gross on average, 10% of your gross on advertising. And so when we see that we've got a $2,800 gross, that would tell us that we could actually spend um, – uh, two hundred and eighty dollars, which is ten percent of the twenty-eight, right? Twenty-eight hundred right. to acquire to acquire a new student. Right now, the example that we had before, you know, with the other calculations we made, we saw that we acquired a new student at what one hundred and thirty-eight dollars per student. Yeah, but 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 we've got a budget of of two hundred and eighty. So that means that our marketing actually is being pretty effective. And 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 really, if you work the stats out, we're we're bringing in people actually half of the 10%, you know, only right. 5%, which right. that is good. And I, and I will say, I will say that, you know, I think that a studio to maintain where they're at, and especially what we're going to talk about with stat number four, to maintain where they're at, they need to spend at least 10% of their, of their gross income on advertising. But if they want to grow, if they want to go into a growth phase, you you need to bump that. That needs to bump to twelve, thirteen, fifteen percent even um, of your your total of your overall total percentages. Um, right. You know, so fifteen percent of your gross income should go to advertising. You know, if you're going to, um, you know, if you are going to grow. You know, so right. a lot of schools they 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 I'm not growing. I'm not growing. Well, you know, it's hard really for us as as coaches or mentors or whatever you want to look at it to understand 
why they're not growing when we don't have these numbers, when they right. don't have these numbers, when they, number right. one, don't have them and they don't know how to read them. So, um, or, or, anyways, or, or they don't even know what they don't know, right? So they don't yeah. know the numbers because they don't then know to look for the numbers, right? And, you know, we've all been there. And it's interesting, if I could just add in, it's like, you know, you know for um, the age – I did a seminar when I spoke at the Maya Super Show many, many years ago, and I called it um, – I said uh, – I think it was being in the blender or something like that. But I talked about um, a martial art calculator. And, and everyone, I'm like, you know, I had a calculator. I'm like, you know, this is a martial art calculator. 100 students times $100 equals 10000 you know, if you want to make 20, all you got to do is get 200 students. Everyone thinks about their student body like that, right? Um, and so, but they don't realize that there's so many ancillary things that you could be adding on to student value, retail sales, upgrades, you know, special programs, training packages, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so the same thing goes for marketing. We have to really understand what we can do and what we are doing and so on so that we could actually fix those issues. So what I mean, what I mean by that is if, uh, if your marketing's working and the phone is ringing and then you're not getting them through the door, something may be wrong. If you're getting them, the phone is ringing, you're getting them through the door, they're coming in, they're showing up to the class and they're not signing up, something is wrong, right? So if you're getting them to sign up and then they come for a few months and they quit, something's wrong. So most of the time, though, we just keep – we're perpetually in this kind of hamster wheel and um, we just repeat the process. We rinse and repeat. So sometimes coaches – and I've heard them on in the martial industry say, well, just market more. Well, but if you suck at signing people up and keeping them, what's the sense of marketing more? You're just throwing bad money after good money, right? So you and I – and I know you've done this with one of our clients where you sat down and, and you literally go through with their sales team. And you, you sat down and went through the sales process, how to sign, you know, how to sign them up, how to get them in, how to do a good job at that. And then their numbers started to change, right? Because now the, everything before is shifting, right? Because, the, you know, you got them through the door. Now they're there and, and you weren't signing them up before. The old model would be just bring in 10 more people. And maybe, you know, we sign up two out of every 10 and bring in 50, you know, you'll sign up 20 or whatever it is, you know. But you went and you tweaked all the other stuff, and now they're signing up five out of ten. So their numbers are dramatic. But school owners don't know when they're making mistakes or where they're where they're, the holes are in their systems. If that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Right. All right so the la last one, number four. Not that the other three aren't important because they um, they they definitely are. This one is. Um, super important. I don't even know how to state it, but it's called uh, right. It's it's called quit rate. Uh huh. It's called quit rate. Yeah. And so here's how you calculate your quit rate. You, again, you take any given month, and let's say it was the month of November, right? Uh, and let's say you started out with a hundred students, and by the end of the month, you lost eight. So, what is your quit rate? Eight percent, right? Now, is that good? Is that bad? Well. Um, you don't probably know. Some of us didn't know until we knew. But uh, the quit rate that I believe that a martial arts school should be at is a 3% quit rate. Mm -hmm. That is, you don't want to be higher than a 3% quit rate. Now, what will quit rate tell you? Uh, well, it's obviously going to tell you how many people are, uh, you know, how many holes you have in the bucket, right? That's what we all say in the industry, how many holes that are right. in that bucket. Right. Um, the, and I think this is one of the underlooked 
uh, statistics in most schools that they don't really know. I mean, they think they know, but they don't really know what their right. what their quit what their quit rate is. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I will tell you, number one, it's cheaper to keep a student than it is to to buy a new one. Right to acquire right. a student, we ta- we talked about you know obviously it's one hundred and thirty eight dollars uh, per student in the, in the in the scenarios that we talked about before. It was one hundred and thirty eight dollars to acquire that new student. Right, you know mm-hmm. if you if if you would have taken fifty dollars of that, could you have you know spent it on motivating that student in a different way that was going to quit? I mean, it's right. so stop. I like I don't mean bribe them to stay. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, you know, pay somebody to do an extra private lesson with them or or yeah. you spend a little bit more time with them or you actually sit down and, and see, okay, not only is my quit rate, you know, this percentage, but I also see – because, see, you, from quit rate you can actually uh, uh, dovetail to some other pieces and what would that be. Um, so here's some extra credit. You know, how many how – many, uh, White belts quit. How many yellow belts quit? How many green belts quit? Right. Um, right. Any given period of time, and then over a longer period of time, because you're going to see where your your uh, bottlenecks are. Be it an instructor that teaches at that at that at that level. Be it um, the curriculum is uh, so much harder at that level. Um, be it communication sucks at that level. You know, whatever it is going to be to demotivate that student to want to leave. So what am I saying? I'm saying you take some of that $138 that you would be paying to acquire a new student and you pay yourself to investigate those things, right? Yeah. You get into your business and you investigate those things. Now, keeping a 3% quit rate at 100 students is a lot harder uh, or is a lot easier than keeping a 3% quit rate at 200. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It all varies. It all varies. 400. Yeah, it all varies based on the size of your school because as things grow, things change, you know, just organically change. Um, yes, I will tell you, I will tell you, though, that um, I, I take 24-month periods, right? So yeah. I, I, in, in any 24-month period, the highest my quit rate has ever been is 3.9. Right. Um, for my quit rate. And that – that is good. That's you know, mm-hmm. even, and and I say that's good because you know I'm. I'm that's that's I don't know in, what I'm, that's I, in, that's insanely good, dude. That that's amazingly low, um, and and incredible. I mean, so uh, if you could keep it anywhere between three and ten percent, that's still excellent, right? I mean, especially with, you know, an industry standard. And I haven't checked it in a while, but back when I was communicating heavily with the guys from Natma and Maya and, and Century and all that. Average is a student's lifetime is about 24 months before a student fizzles out and quits. For whatever reason, they get bored, they, they go from junior high to high school, you know, they get a girlfriend, they get a car, they get married, and so on. So if you're keeping people past that 24-month period, you're doing excellent. And also, if you're keeping them below that 10% quit rate, you know, or 7% or 6%, you're doing you know, amazing. Now, um, one thing, too, for people to understand, though, is that, um, you know, even with this quit rate determining it, um, it does vary. And that's important that you mention that it could be lower in the white belt, yellow belt, green belt level, higher in the blue, purple, brown belt level, because they get to a certain level where they're like going, oh, my God, I've been doing this so long, and now i got to commit and keep going. And, you know, 
So it really all, and, and you, you're right, figure out what the holes are in the buckets at different levels and try to fix them. Statistically, so that's super important. I mean, it's like almost the doctor going, what's the matter? You have a sniffle? Yeah, it could be cancer. Okay, I'm going to start treating you with radiation. Dude, don't you have to do any tests first to see? Right? You need to know why these things are happening. So you might send out questionnaires. You might ask people, pay them, bribe them with an ethical bribe to um, for a questionnaire uh, about, you know, hey, a $10 Starbucks gift card. If they fill out this questionnaire honestly about why they left and what they hated and loved and so on and so forth. It might be painful. I know it's painful for me when I hear things that I don't want to hear, but uh, it is something that we need to learn to accept. Yeah. And, okay, so – I, I just pulled up my stats for this year. Of course, I don't have uh, all of December in uh, or any of December in because I wait till the whole month is done to actually do the, the percentages. Right. But but I'm this year I'm at a 3.73 percent quit rate. I started this month um, at with uh, 286 students. Okay, that's excellent. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I had something else I wanted to add in, too, um, based on, you know, of course, the quit rate could be like, for example, um, how many people do we because this is what I hear from cl uh, clients. I'll go, how, how are you guys doing? Hey, listen, I have no problem with retention. My retention is amazing. The problem yeah. I have is get, is getting people. That's what they all tell me. And I'm saying, like, well, how many on average do you sign up a month? You know, and people will, some of them will brag and say high numbers. But I go, realistically, like three or four. Oh, yeah, easily four or five people a month. Okay, so five a month times 12 months is 70 new students a year. How many did you start with at the beginning of the year? Oh, I had 100 students. So you have 170 now, right, because your attention is amazing. No, I'm at 105. Okay, so then you have like a 55% retention rate with old and new students, right? No, no, I keep everybody. I'm like, you're, visually you might think so, but realistically you're not, right? So um, that's something that we really have to be honest with ourselves. People are quitting and you're not even realizing it because even I, I've dealt with some billing companies where they go, hey, uh, they're, they're telling them this false number of contract of retention. So in other words, I have 100 contracts with the billing company. Um, next month I have 100 contracts. I have a 100% rate. And I'm going, based on contracts, yes, but based on students, no, because I signed 10 people up this month and lost 10, right? So, but they're looking at the 100%. I started with 100. I ended with 100. I'm at 100%. I didn't lose anything. I'm still maintaining 100, right? So it's very, it's very confusing when you don't look at the true numbers. And that's why certain people go, yeah, I'm doing really well. I don't lose anyone. Well, no, you did. You lost 50% of the people overall that came through your doors. Um, is that bad? I, I don't know. It really all depends. I mean, if that was a college, most colleges would be out of business. Yeah, so I, I would say that, you know, out of all the statistics, you know, honestly, these four are, are the primary ones that you need yeah. as studio owners to adopt in 2018 if you haven't already adopted these. Yeah. And maybe you have. Maybe you have all of them. And by yeah. the way, I know when we, when we started, um, I said, man, my, my camera looks different, right? Well, I don't know why, but my uh, computer selected the, the camera from the computer as opposed to my actual external camera that I have. Oh, so wow. I don't know why I did that. So that's why. First, yeah, yeah, yeah. first it started off, it was blurry, but now it's much clearer now. I mean, so, gotcha. so, uh, isn't that weird? I know why computers just decide to do what they want to do all the time. Mine, mine have done that as well a few times where they just reselected stuff. 
Well, I hope this was educational, and and if not, it, I hope it was a reminder uh, to those that are already doing stats to you know, obviously yeah. continue to do them. But you know what? On a uh, on a at least a weekly basis, you need to be looking at your statistics and knowing what's happening in your school. Um, you know, don't wait till the end of every month to look at your stats. Every week, you need to be um, uh, you know just schedule a day if it's every Friday, if it's every Monday, if it's every Wednesday, yeah. whatever it is, and then just do it. So, Allie, uh, it's been a great year uh, doing this Absolutely, dude. with you. And, and so I appreciate next, your next week we're, we're not doing anything because it's a holiday week, right? So we're taking that break, and then we'll be back in the new year. Yeah, well, that following week, I don't want to do it either because uh, I'm closed for two weeks, and I want to take okay. two weeks off. Awesome. That's fantastic. If so you're we'll okay with that? For, I'm totally okay with it. So we're back the week okay. after. Yes, sir. All right, Dwayne, awesome. We'll be chatting, you and I. Everyone, happy holidays, and uh, thanks so much for listening to us. And don't forget to check out our program, um, which is uh, the uh, Next Level School Owner Club, and uh, you got to check that out and take, a, take a, uh, a chance at that bit.ly link for the two-week trial for a buck. I mean, if you're, if you're out there and you're uh, smart enough to take advantage of that, do it right away. Yeah, and just to remind everybody, it's uh, uh, B-I-T dot L-Y, and then the backslash N-L, like next level. So N-L, the number one, and then dollar trial. So, Allie, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, sir. Take care. See you soon. Bye. Bye, guys.